to ball court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. We got some great things coming up this week, and so we got some great things happening. And of course, we got to welcome back Tim Duncan to the Spurs right here on ball court. Stick around. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And in our first segment, which I like to call NBA, yes, we got some big things going on. And of course, the return of Tim Duncan to San Antonio. Yes, let's get a round of applause, everyone. Yes, yes. Welcome back, Tim Duncan. I would like to thank you. But he's not going to be playing, but he still is going to be on that sideline. He's going to be there as an assistant coach for the Spurs. He wasn't even the lead story in that, you know. Um, Will Handy got the lead story as the assistant coach that was coming up. But Popovich, in great Popovich fashion, stated that it is only fitting that after, after he served 19 years as Tim Duncan's assistant, that Tim Duncan now served time as his. So, you know, how Popovich is, he always makes a joke of these things. But funny enough, I think it's going to be a great thing. I know that there's some people who thinks that um, right now what Tim Duncan could actually provide the Spurs is not going to be really great because they got an agent, LaMarcus Aldridge, going out, but the Spurs will be fine. I definitely think that Tim Duncan is going to be what he always was to the Spurs, and that is a game changer on and off the court. Going on to our next segment. I I like to talk about our the the mystical man himself, the 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 great wizard of basketball, the beard. Yes, as everyone has finally heard, the beard is working on a brand new move, and yes, it's going to be a move that will mimic or will make you think it's a travel, but it won't be. Hmm. Now. In an interview that he was having with some local youth in Houston, they, um, they questioned about it. And I found it rather funny when the youngsters stated, um, what about that, uh, traveling mo- that traveling setback that you have? The way James, uh, <laughs> James evaded the question was absolutely phenomenal. But he did go on to state that Every year, you must get better, especially, you know, here in the uh, NBA. You have to get better. You have to gain an advantage every year. And with that statement, he's also stated that this year he is working on a new move. And this move will mimic a travel. Some say he's just warning the refs so they don't call travel on it. Some say he's just setting the standard. Regardless of, when when he came out with the step back, we thought it was a travel. We got used to it by mid-year and thought it was the most phenomenal setback ever. Then summer after, he came back with the sidestep step back. We was like, no, that's a travel. By the, by the middle of the year, we thought it was one of the best moves that was created. Then, of course, he now has where he takes one step back and you don't know which direction he's going in. Still, he's made that move and dominated with that move. So, needless to say, I know that there is some who do think that it is a travel, but if you slow it down close enough, you'll see that it's not a travel. So the fact that he is working on a brand new move, that's going to make him a little bit more dangerous. Now, you combine that with having Brody in in the backcourt with him, that makes things a little bit tougher. Because do we know if that move is going to be a shot or if that move is going to be a pass? He's working. He just hasn't told us exactly what he's working on. But I'm looking forward to it either way. All right? Moving on to that next topic. Guess what? I got great news, everyone. Anna Tacumbo is going to the Lakers. Costas, Anna Tacumbo. But it's a start. Settle down. It's a start. According to Twitter, you know, it could be that uh, Kosas was picked up off a waiver solely to gain the interest 
of older brother Giannis. Now, of course, you know, he definitely wanted to play with his brother Kosas, and they said that may be the thing that lures him away from Milwaukee. But Milwaukee, coming with a move earlier this summer of signing Giannis, his oldest brother, I think that he's going to be very comfortable playing with his brother. I honestly believe that us picking up this 6'10 power forward from uh, from Dallas, I think that this is one thing that the Lakers did correct that does not signify that they're trying to do something else. All they're trying to do is balance that front court. Now you have DeMarcus Cousins, who of course is coming off of an injury, and you have Anthony Davis, who's been playing phenomenal, but we do not want to risk anything. Now we're adding more pieces there with JaVale McGee, and now Kostas Anatokounmpo. I definitely think this young player is a great player, phenomenal player. A matter of fact, last week he was one of my highlight players to look for in the World Cup because he's going to be playing alongside his brothers for Greece. So I think that would be a great tune-up for him to play alongside two great talents like his brothers. Now he'll be able to play again with two other great talents like LeBron and Anthony Davis. So Kostas... Welcome to L.A. It's a lot different than Dallas. Uh, the, the barbecue spots are different. The food places are different. And Vegas is just a short ride away. Come see us sometime. All right. So the next thing that I want to go ahead and take place is I want to talk about our survivors, the 03 edition. Yes. From the 2003 draft, right now we have only two survivors left. Kyle Korver and LeBron James. Kyle Korver has recently signed one year with the Milwaukee Bucks for $2.6 million. Does this mean that Kyle Korver will be there next year, or is he going on a path like LeBron, hoping that one day he can play with his oldest child? I don't believe so. I definitely believe that Kyle Korver is a great player. He's going to be a great addition to, um, to Milwaukee. Hence, giving them an opportunity to spread the floor, as well as giving Middleton a break during the time that he's off of the floor. That's a great veteran that you're going to want in that locker room. Kyle Corbett is going to be something that I definitely think that was a good decision for Milwaukee. I'm glad that he's still around, though, because it would be shameful that LeBron is the only one left. But as you can see, that there are some teams that are still holding on to those ones that were back there. Now... I'm going on to the next topic here. Now, this topic is going to be a little bit more serious. I don't want to joke about this because even though uh, when this topic came about, it was during, this actually started my show. This was actually the frenzy that started my show. And this was about free agency. The NBA is going to go ahead and look into the free agency practices because they feel that there have been some tampering that has been going on. But a lot of the big deals that were taking place as of the 30th of June, hours after free agency had came about, it made them wonder what was going on prior to that. Some owners complained, some owners whined about that, and so now the, they are looking into it. There is no timetable to exactly when the investigation is going to be completed, but they will be mainly focusing on those deals that had taken place as early as June 30th. So... In the same blockbuster deals that we reported on with that sent KD to uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And those are going to be the things that they're going to be looking into as far as tampering. Right. Now, this, is, this topic here actually hurts me. It hurt my soul to even report on it. It hurt my soul to write down these words. It was, I, from, there is reports going around at this time. That the reason why the Kawhi has not donned the purple and gold, the purple and gold, the beautiful Lakers purple and gold, is because magic made him disappear. Yes. Reports coming from uh, sportsillustrated.com that magic actually was... Um, the reason why Kawhi didn't sign. Kawhi's pretty much his only request that he had for every team was that 
everything is very secretive. What is being, what is going on? All the discussions, uh, the meetings, everything. What would, what would be discussed in the meeting? Even the meeting taking place itself, it was to remain secretive. Now, um, Kawhi had actually set up two meetings with the Lakers. One meeting with uh, Jeannie Buss, you know, president. And another meeting with uh, Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka, I do apologize. And another meeting with Magic Johnson. Now, with the meeting with Magic Johnson, um, Kawhi actually went there. They spoke. They had a great meeting. Now, Magic actually spoke to the media about what was taking place in that meeting. That right there actually hurt Kawhi's trust in the Lakers. And we pretty much walked them into the Clippers locker room at that point. So they started working on a deal, a back-end deal, to possibly get either James Harden or um, to get James Harden to play with. And when that fell through, that's when they went ahead and got Paul George. And they spoke with him, urging him to request a trade, which he did, and they were able to get Paul George out of this. So this whole shakeup, the whole shakeup of the NBA I feel has actually started in the hands of Magic. So it hurts me to say that according to reports, Magic made Kawhi disappear. And I want to take a, I want to take a brief break right now. I want to compose myself because like I said, that was a very hurtful topic to report on. But I want you to stick around. There's going to be more ball, ball court. We're going to be talking about the ladies. So please stick around. Right here on Ball Court, World of Basketball, I'm Coach Drew. Welcome back to Ball Court, I'm Coach Drew. And as you can see right now, I'm smiling again. Do you know why? Because... Right before I lit the match, because my Magic jersey was in the fireplace, I got word. My producer did some investigative investigative uh, research, and she found something out for me. She found out that it wasn't Magic's fault. I think that story was set to actually spread dissension in the Lakers community. I definitely do believe that, okay, he probably did speak about the meeting, but... I don't think Kawhi had any intentions of coming because it stated last year in an interview that Kawhi was not a Lakers fan growing up. Matter of fact, he did not like the Lakers at all in his own words. He was an AI fan, so he was more of a Sixers, but he did not like the Lakers at all. And also reportedly out of Toronto, there have been statements made that Kawhi was actually looking to go to the Clippers six months ago. So, that's another thing that you would want to look into, especially if the Clippers were talking to Kawhi. That would probably be the reason that the NBA is looking into tampering now for the way free agency was done. But, moving on, I want to move on to the ladies now. I'm not going to take any more time with Kawhi. You made your decision. We're good. You know, so I'm moving on. So, to the ladies, another solemn note. One of my favorite players for the WNBA, as a matter of fact, my favorite, second favorite player for the WNBA, uh, teammate of my favorite player, Asia Wilson has been injured. She had injured her, her ankle, a sprained ankle, in a collision in a Seattle Storm game. As a matter of fact, they took a loss in that game. And the, it would happen in the third quarter, colliding with her own teammate. Uh, with Asia Wilson being injured, that is something that, you know, would, that's something that we're not going to be able to see. Uh, Asia Wilson leading Team Wilson out there in the, uh, for the All-Star game this weekend, all right? But there is some good news. If everybody do remember Nvisa Collier, she will be actually taking a place rookie, you know, coming out there balling. She's going to be t- replacing Asia Wilson. And she will, and the coach is actually going to pick the starter for the team Wilson at that time. So definitely be prepared. This uh, on the 27th, June 27th, is going to be happening at Mandalay Bay. It's going to be team Wilson versus team Deladon. All right. 
And speaking of Deladon, I have to say, Elena Deladon, what a bounce-back week she had, along with Natasha Howard. If you remember last week, I reported on Natasha Howard. She was facing some legal issues that was taking place due to domestic violence that she vehemently uh, stated that she did not do. Right? So, what we're doing now, or what's, what's taking place now, is that they are the MVPs of the week. They were the players of the week, both for Elena Deladon. After taking a face injury, she came back and has been dominating. I do feel... Mass Deladon is going to go up there with Mass Kyrie, go up there with Mask LeBron, and of course, dare I say it, up there with Mask Dwayne Wade. Remember that? Oh. Anyway, now, Natasha Howard, she was a beast as well. I know putting in a lot of troubles that she was going through, she was able to put that on the back burner, throw the weight of her team on her shoulders, and she persevered throughout the week, putting up some very big numbers. I must say, 100%, I applaud both of you women. You are a gleaming example of what perseverance is. Keep it up. All right? Now, talk about some women persevering. I know we spoke about that loss to Seattle, to the Seattle Storm that the Vegas Aces had faced. The Aces are still on its here, though. Outside of that loss, they've won six of the last seven games. And they have been beating teams left and right. Leaving them right now number one in the league overall. Going into the, going into the All-Star game, of course, with Liz Cambay, their starting center and their star center playing in the All-Star game as well as leading their team in their last victory that they had, along with Kayla McBride, both of them scoring over 20 points. These girls are doing a lot of phenomenal things out there. 40 points between them. And then, not to mention, Kelsey Plum adding 10 points and 8 assists. This team is on a roll. This team is on a roll right now. They should, should be the Las Vegas butter because they're on a roll. That was a dad joke. <laughs> All right. In other news, we have the Elena Colts. She are the 6'4 center. She's going to be Atlanta Dreaming. Yes, she was signed with the Atlanta Dream, and she will be actually joining the team Sunday when they get back from their, uh, their current away games. So they, when she do return, I definitely think that she's going to add a great spark to the team. And funny enough, her best game that she had was actually against Atlanta. But now that she's in that uniform, I'm hoping that she has a lot of great games just like that one. With uh, 10 points, 9 rebounds. She's a, I feel that if Elena gets back to what she was in South Carolina, she's definitely a, a double-double. And a double-double, she can average a double-double every night. And Elena, that's why I'm, just keep on pushing. You're there. You, you were a star in South Carolina, and that was a great team. You're going to be a star again. I definitely believe that Atlanta is going to be a good fit for you. What? Now, with the, with those things that we have taken place right now, I also want to touch base on a few other things. All right, just one or two other things. Give me one second here. All right. Um, about the about that uh All Star game. So now that Team Wilson does not have Asia Wilson, and Team Deladon still have Elena Deladon. The question comes up, who wins? Is it going to be Team Deladon? Is it going to be Team Wilson? I posed that question to uh, a few people, and most of them were, of course, these people were in Vegas. So, mind you, the answer was falling with Team Wilson to win due to Liz Cambay. But I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate. With the way Elena Deladon has been playing over the last week, it is safe to say that she's right now at the height of her game. Now, even, go, even though we're going to the All-Star break, and at All-Star break, we want to make this a fun event, so it's not going to be the most amazing things. But still, you have Elena Deladon going out there. Now, with that being said, I do feel that they're going to give a challenge. Elena Deladon may win it, the whole thing, but I do not feel she will be the MVP. I do feel, once again, Liz Cambay is going to be MVP of the All-Star game. 
Remember, she does hold a record for the most points ever scored in a WNBA game at 53 points. So, with her playing out there in an all-star fashion, playing some of the best basketball of her career, I do believe that it's going to be a tough one. My, but I'm playing devil's advocate right now, and I'm going to go with the team Deladon on this one. So I want you to stick around because we got some a few things coming on, going on when we get back. We're going to talk about some of them pros over at the Drill. Yep. And some other things going on across the world, right here in the world of basketball. This is Ball Court, and I'm Coach Drew. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. It seems like the world of basketball gets more complicated each and every day. But there are certain people out here who makes it very easy, and it makes it appear as extremely easy and of course the who I'm talking about right now is going to be Montreal Harrell as well as Trey Young they went to the Drew League and absolutely showed out I know that we talk about when the pros get into the Drew League you know got some big things going on you know no excuse just produce you got the mellow ball trying to go up there getting blocked I'm talking you got some big things happening in the Drew League but what Harold did in that Drew League over the weekend was absolutely amazing. Dropped at 46 points, literally beasting on everything. I'm talking going right to the rack. And it's not like a whole bunch of three-pointers neither. I'm talking this guy was going from end to end, defensively, offensively, showing out. Now, teammate Bobby Brown was out there with him as well, shooting the rock, you know, moving that ball creating the space needed for Harold to go ahead and uh, show out. Now, it was one of the most beautiful displays of basketball you would ever see. When I tell you about basketball becoming easy, that was it. It was effortless. He just went to the hole. He went to the rack. He did whatever he wanted to. The only other person that looked almost as impressive as him out there on that court was Trey Young. Now, Trey Young, I have to say he's a, he, he's a star. He's a star. He's coming to his own. I know he's still a young player. He's uh, only what, a couple years out of college, but this kid is a star. He definitely has a work ethic that's needed, as well as he could go ahead and produce every single time. Dropping 31 points in the Drew League is nothing to sneeze at, especially especially when you're doing it across from a monster like Montrose Harrell. I say that Trey Young, he did a great thing. He got a great season coming up ahead of him. Cause I see some vast improvements in his game, learning a couple of new moves. I like and I'm that I have been liking. I, and so his season's gonna be great. And if Harold keep on producing in this fashion and take the same kind of energy and the same kind of enthusiasm that he has over to the next season, I think his next season is gonna be awesome as well. Uh, but I was just in awe. Uh, I, that was pretty much what I wanted to talk about with the Drew League. That actually blew my mind that much. I wasn't even going to do coverage on the Drew League this week. It was because of that that I had to go in and speak on that. So, so Trey Young, Montrose Howell, I want to thank you because you actually changed my show. That's how good your performance was. You changed my show. Great job. Great job. Keep it up. You know? The next thing that I want to go ahead and that I go, want to go ahead and talk about is what has been going on Yes, down under and across the world, we got the NBL. They've been doing some great things. And, of course, one of the greatest things that they did was Jason Tate of the Denver Nuggets has been signed with the Sydney Kings, coming fresh out of Summer League. And and I want to go ahead and say this, because this is going to help segue into my next story that I'm speaking of. The NBL, I must say, is now becoming one of the greatest assets for the youth outside of the G League. Now, and notice that I didn't say outside of the G League and the NC2A. I feel that the G League and the NBL has become a better avenue to the NBA and having you more NBA ready than the NC2A has. 
Now, the reason why I say this is because we got some young talent that are going out there. They're going to be playing with some great, well-known veterans, as well as being coached by some great, well-known veterans, such as Luke Longley. And, you know, former center of the, of the Bulls during the Jordan era. So when you stop and you think about these things that are taking place right now down in Australia, you've got to give the NBL a great look. You know, really take a second look at that. And especially with Jason Tate. I mean, that man, he got, he got a scope on his arm. That three-point shot is just wet. Now, one of the great things that I want to talk about, especially with the NBL, and this is why I want to segue into this conversation, is their next-gen is their next gen camp that they have. It kicked off a day ago, and I, I must say it has been absolutely phenomenal since. I've seen some video from the camp. It's similar to the NBA com- Combine, but there's a lot of great talent there. So with that next-gen camp rising, and we got the Rising Stars going over there, and we got you know some great recruits from the Summer League, the NBL is definitely going to be a league to watch. Now, a lot of people are going to question, are these players that are going over there, will they be 2020 ready? Some will be. Some won't be. Some will be, won't be ready until 2021. But with that being said, there is some that, see, the crowd's going crazy for it. 2021, some will be ready, but some will be ready 2020. I know the ones that I pick that I, I definitely will be, that I think will be ready. Of course, hands down, my number one favorite, Mellow Ball. I definitely feel that he's not only going to be ready, but he's also going to be the first, the first pick in that 2020 draft. Barring no injuries. All right? So, it's, it, it is something that we want to we go ahead and view. And if you can take a, you take a look at, at uh, Ball Court World and on our Instagram, you're going to see a couple, uh, a couple of things from that NBL as well as that next-gen camp. I want you to definitely look at that. On a quick, on a quick note, another thing that I want you to look at is this graphic that we take a look right here. Yep, you know what that means. Euro Basketball 2021 qualifier selection has been made. Yep, the groups have been chosen for that 2021 uh, qualifier. This is something that I really want to look forward to. I want to see who's going to be in there, what teams are going to develop from this from uh, this World Cup to make it to, uh, at that time, to play that 2021 FIBA Classic. All right? Now... Another world news that we want to talk about is our ladies, the USA basketball team. All right, these women went out there, defeated Hungary, 95-50. to 50. I'm talking hit it plays. Like, take a look at this. Coming up, right up, right across the half court, and then boom, three-pointer. That's Steph Curry range right there. She shot it from her living room. That's absolutely amazing. And, yes, they went 95-50 against Hungary, as well as turn around and beat Korea 89 to 57. This team is on a roll. They're filled with a lot of talent. They're filled with a lot of composure. And they're filled with a lot of smart basketball players. I've always said when you have a team of at least 10 coaches on the floor, you, get, you have a winning team. They know what they're doing. They know their responsibility. They know where to be. They know how to help their other teammates get better. And as a player, that should be your number one focus. It's not just about you getting better. It's how do you make your team better. And clearly, you can see that that USA women's team has that thought process in mind. Great job, ladies. All right. Now, I, I want to take this time out to touch base. Because uh, when I get back, we're going to be doing a segment called Shady or Genius. Now, the segment was only going to be just one story in the segment. But... The more we take a break, the more things happen, and the more this whole Kawhi legacy unravels. And it's, it's like there's going to be a lot of shady. There's going to be a lot of genius. There's going to be a lot that we're going to talk about. Now, I just want to go ahead and say the disclaimer before I send you to commercial, that everything that I'm going to be stating is just my opinion. All right? Some stuff will be fact. I will, base it on, I will tell you what is fact, but most of it will be my opinion and how I feel about it. All right? But I want y'all to stick around. I'm Coach Drew. This is Ball Court. Hang in with me.
Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is one of my favorite segments. This is called Shady or Genius. Now, needless to say, if you've been staying with me this whole show, you've been actually following this runaway train that we call the Kawhi trade. I've spoke about uh, the NBA is going to be taking a look into free agency tampering. And now, it's like the deeper and deeper I go down the rabbit hole, the more and more I'm trying to find a Mad Hatter. And we are now at a full Mad Hatter search because something was brought to my attention. I, I was taking a look. I was, I was piecing things together. This was like beautiful mind over here. The numbers were popping up and everything. I was piecing things together, going through, trying to figure out what is going to be our, what is going to be our next step. Or what, what, what happened? Why is this happening? Now, I took a look at some of the factors. Most of, let's take a look at that Kawhi Leonard deal. Let's take a look. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at free agency on the whole. What were the big names that happened in free agency? You know, the new couples every week. Remember we spoke about that? We had, first we had Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Then we had Harden, no, then we had uh, KD and Kyrie. And then we have Harden and Brody and Kawhi and Paul George. Now, when you stop and you think about this, all of these free agents, or a majority of these free agents, were all on the same team. When? Yes, let me tell you when. They were all on Team LeBron during the All-Star game. So we, I started trying to piece things together. Okay, so on Team LeBron, you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You have Harden, you have, uh, you have Kyrie, you have KD, and you have Kawhi. Now, the, the couple missing links in the puzzle is that Paul George and Russell Westbrook were not on Team LeBron. They were on Team Giannis. But... Let me tell you how I feel that this played out. Okay, the, remember, Kawhi originally wanted to be paired with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was already paired with Kyrie. This is a conversation that had to have taken place at that point in time. Because remember, the deal was signed almost immediately after the uh, trade deadline. Now, also to add to that, on our first edition of Shady Genius, that uh, Kevin Durant, Dr was in Jersey with the New Jersey Nets doctor. So this was all, things were already in place at the time of the injury. And that, was gonna, that time of the injury was weeks before the uh, free agency started. Now, let's also go ahead and take a look at some other things that are in place. Because I feel this happened months before. This, I feel this could have been either a plan by LeBron to evenly disperse power throughout the NBA once again, or it was a plan... Or it was a coup where they were trying to take power away from the king. Either way, I do see that this was a planned event. Because when we take a look here, after Kyrie and KD pair up together, all right, and after Anthony Davis and LeBron James pair up together, the thought process was how else would the other pieces fall? All right? So we had Klay Thompson, also was on Team LeBron, at that time approaching free agency, hit way everything worked out, he went back with the Golden State after an injury. Smart move on his part. He got a legacy there. He's already building it. He's doing a great thing. He wasn't trying to go in with all what was taking place. But then, the pieces started to fall. KD and Kyrie link up. Uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis link up. Now, Kawhi's partner that he wanted to be with is no longer there. His dance partner is not there. So, of course, he went looking once again. You find Jimmy Butler. Okay. But Jimmy Butler is now dancing in Miami. You know, he likes that heat. You got that salsa. You know, he's doing his thing. Part of the dancing. Don't mind me. Just enjoy it for the brief seconds. There it goes. All right. So then you got, then he says, okay, I'm going to go with uh, KD. Now KD has already made his plans. You know, he did everything possible to make sure the living arrangement was perfect. He found a doctor. He found a girlfriend. He's moving to Brooklyn. You know? So, everything was already set. Now, the question is, why was Kyrie? Why was Kyrie recruited for Brooklyn before he was wearing a Brooklyn jersey? These are the things that you think about. He signed, he signed to Rock Nation. You know? Hey, your boy. 
he, you know what I'm saying, he signs to them, and then he turns around, and he eventually starts to recruit for Brooklyn. So the plan was that he was going to be in Brooklyn and not Boston. Now, everybody else, of course, Paul George was a residue of the plan, because if you can't get, if you can't get Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler, why don't you get a hybrid of both? His name is Paul George, you know? If you can't, and also, Russell Westbrook, after Paul George left, it was only made sense that, you know, he was going to leave too. Now, he, it was a plan for him and James Harden to link up by what was taking place on that Team LeBron, at that Team LeBron dinner. I don't think it was planned for him and James Harden to link up. It just worked out that way due to the fact of what happened with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, and Kawhi Leonard. Now, mind you, this is all just speculation. This could all this could all be just a fantasy I made up in my head. This could be something that me and my producer has talked about over a couple of shots of alcohol. I don't know. But it could also be reality. And from what I've learned, especially when it comes to conspiracy theories, that most of the time there's a lot of truth behind them. All right? Next, we're not done with the Clippers. And Shady or Genius, we're not done with the Clippers. And I'm not even giving my opinion. That was my opinion. I will let you decide if that's Shady or Genius. I'll let you decide. But we got more for Shady or Genius with the Clippers. Now, the Clippers are doing whatever it takes to make sure that they're, they're the standout team in L.A. They're making sure that they, they don't want to be in the little brother's shadow anymore. They don't want to be L.A.'s side chick no more. They want to be wifey. But in order to do that, you're going to have to get some new digs. So, of course, you know, Steve Ballmer is talking about that he's trying to build a, um, he's actually looking to build a stadium in L.A. But Nick's owner, uh, James Dolan, the one person, the only person in this world that I cannot stand more than anybody else. But that's because I used to be a Knicks fan and what he's done to the Knicks. You know what? Different show, different topic. Let me tell you, right now he owns a, he owns a forum over there, and if the uh, Clippers build a new stadium, that means it's going to lose revenue for his current venue that he has there. So he's now within a legal dispute to go ahead and put a stop to them building a new stadium. So it seems to me that we have now all ganged up to try and stop the little brother from shining. All of the little brother, all of the big brother's friends have been called up. Now the little brother's not gonna shine. Now I don't know if that's shady or genius. I would consider that to be shady, but I think it's good business sense. In a turn, you do not want a competing. You don't want a competing venue that's brand new and everything, because I know for a fact, if I was, if I was gonna be performing, like let's say I was Kanye West or Jay Z. I'm not going to perform in a second-rate venue. I'm going to perform in a brand-new venue. So, of course, you know, as a business sense, he does not want that to happen. But in the basketball terms and ba- everything that's been going on with the Clippers and Kawhi and everything, I just find it to be shady that, you know, that all of this is taking place with Steve Ballmer. There's a lot going on. And I do believe that with that investigation that's taking place by the NBA, there's going to be a lot more going on for him. Remember, the Clippers was Steve Bomber actually gained ownership of the Clippers due to a shady, shady dealing that had taken place with their former owner. So these are the things that these are the things that you want to look into. But, you know, they say, is it shady or is it genius? You decide. And that, that's where I want to touch base on that for today. Shady or genius. I'm going to leave that there because there's so much going on that it's it's like. It got my, I, it, I can't even wrap my head around it right now. I'm not, cause we're not even, we're not even discussing that. Just, just, just think about the possibility right now. We're not discussing the possibility that if it is a coup against LeBron James, we're just discussing the possibility that there was a plan that was taking place to get all these pieces moved. But imagine if these pieces were moved as a coup. To take down the king's legacy. Now, hands down, they can't erase what he's done. And I must say that what he has done is nothing short of phenomenal. Making it making it to the finals with a bare bone team 
at such a young age, that was amazing. Even though he lost, I still think that it was amazing for him to be there. When your second best player is Mo Williams, you're not. It's, basketball's a team game. The fact that he's even there, right there, should commend how great a player that he is. And the fact that he's still even playing at such a high level even shows you even more. Like I stated earlier, from the 2003 draft, there's only two players remaining. And one is still a big draw. You know? So that goes to show how great of a player he is. So if they're trying to tear down that legacy, they can't erase the past, they can't erase the facts, and plus numbers don't lie. But if it was a plan to make sure that basketball was enjoyable again to the average fan, I think it's definitely working. Because right now, everybody's... I want to watch every team. There's no team I don't want to watch. I remember growing up, I didn't want to watch the Clippers. I remember even last year, I didn't want to watch the Knicks. But now I want to watch every team. R.J. Barrett's over at the Knicks. We got Zion Williamson and, uh, uh, and, and Lonzo Ball down, in the, down with the Pelicans. We, we have a lot of things that are taking place right now in the NBA, and that's making it more enjoyable, making it more exciting for the NBA. So hopefully... It is my assumption that this, all these pieces that went into play and all this tampering that was happening backdoor was for our own benefit to make the NBA a more enjoyable product. And hopefully, it wasn't just to get back at the kid. I don't know. How many of them are in Space Jam? That's on Team LeBron. You, go, you tell me. All right? But this was just a brief little thing that we have right now. I wanted to talk to you about that, you know, but when we get back, I got my, our newest segment, Why You Ball. We're going to have a guest, and I have a great one that we're going to be highlighting. It's Amaya Martin, right here on Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. See, I'm getting all choked up about this. I cannot believe it. All of this is taking place. I'll see y'all in a bit. I'm still going through this. Hi, I'm Coach Drew with Ball Court, and I have the pleasure to be sitting here with Zamaya Martin, and one of our Bigfoot Classics Game Changers, and this week's YU Ball participant. So, this is one of the people that we're showcasing for YU Ball. I'm talking, she's been killing it all season, blowing it up tournament season. Zamaya Martin, how you doing today? Good. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good. I've gotten a chance to personally coach you, as well I've gotten a chance to personally see you play. How do you feel you've been doing this season? I feel like I've been doing really great mm-hmm. because, like, you remember when my knees were bad? Yeah. Now they're, they're like, okay, so now I feel like I'm playing better. Excellent, excellent. Now, since the name of the segment is Why You Ball, we all want to know this. Why do you, why you ball? Why did you start balling? I started playing basketball because it just, I just, it just looks fun, and plus my whole family's been around it since I was a baby too. So I just started playing, and I like it now. Excellent, excellent. As a matter of fact, we're catching up with you today at your sister's tournament. That's awesome, your little sister. So, like you said, ball is obviously in the family. Yes. All right. So we got some big things coming up for you in the future. Can you tell us what's coming up? Um, I want to be in the WNBA. Excellent. And then if I, when I retire, I want to coach. Okay. Any colleges that you got your eye on? I want to go to UCLA or UConn. UCLA or UConn. Okay. Okay. Two very good programs. Well, I'm glad that you got a chance to join us. And let me ask you, before I let you go, what was your biggest inspiration to play basketball? Take the down. It's okay. My biggest inspiration. Yeah. When you play basketball, what do you think about it makes you want to play? The shooting. I love shooting. You love shooting? Yes. Hey, that's a true, true two-guard feel. But even though you're a point guard 
And I was watching some of the highlights. We got some of these coming up. Like, check out some of these highlights right here. Amazing, amazing things. It's a pleasure that you got to sit down with us. And I want to thank you. Maybe, because we're going to be doing something with the show where Ball Court is going to go out to different YMCA's and play against people. You might be one of our people that we select to play against. Would you want to play against us? Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you there. That's a challenge then. I'll see you there. Okay. And thank you for doing it. And once again, my name is Coach Drew, and this is Ball Court, World of Basketball. Welcome back to the world of basketball. This is ball court, and I'm Coach Drew. This is my great, I love this segment. This is a new segment that we have. It's called Let's Kick It. Let's kick it. All right. What we're going to be talking about is some NBA sneakers that are coming out recently and stuff that I want y'all to look out for. Me being a huge fan of sneakers, you know, and let me tell you, I'm talking about a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of sneakers. This is something that I really like because I also like collaborations. So one of the biggest news to take place in sneaker industry, yep, Zion Williamson has signed to Jordan. Jumpman, Jumpman. Zion has actually said himself that he's always wanted to be iconic just like Michael Jordan, and now he's going to get the chance. I definitely was hoping that he would have signed to Nike eventually to be able to get his own signature shoe, but... I do think that eventually could happen. Why not? See what I did there? Also, signature shoe is why not with Jumpman. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sneakerheads. Y'all, y'all catch that eventually. <laughs> All right? So, another thing that's taking place big in the sneaker community, right? On August 10th, everybody save up your pennies. Start, you know, start recycling cans. Get your paper route going. Do whatever you can do because... Guess what? SpongeBob Editions Kyrie's are coming out August 10th. And if you haven't seen them, they are absolutely fire. Me, myself, I'm possibly looking at getting the SpongeBob or the Mr. Krabs. I, my daughter, she was looking at more of the Squidwards. I think the Squidwards kind of look like the uh, KDs that came out a couple years ago. But I, I digress. I think the SpongeBob's are going to be awesome, even though it kind of looks like the, uh, the Sunburst one that he had. But, man, with that, you got to see it. It's going to be it's gonna be flame. As a matter of fact, go ahead and go to the Ball Court's Instagram at Ball Court World. I'm going to have some pictures of those. Tell me which one y'all like. Me, myself, I absolutely love the Mr. Krabs. I'm getting the Mr. Krabs. You gonna see? Matter of fact, when I show up to the YMCA to play, y'all, after August 10th, it will be in the Mr. Krabs. Trust for you. All right? Now, another great thing, another great sneaker that's coming back, Right is the Converse All-Star. Yes, they released a new version of the Converse All-Star Pros basketball, and those look like very comfortable basketball shoes. I'm talking, I could play in those for hours. That's one of the ones that I want to test out. I want to see how they feel. I want to see the, see the comfortability of those. I didn't have a release date on those as of yet, but it is something that I really like. I think they've already been released because they've got the new colorways coming out. Go ahead and check those out, the All-Star Pros by Converse, and keep an eye out for what Zion's shoe is going to be. And also, August 10th, who's in line with me? All right, if y'all in line before me, hold my spot. All right? Now, I want to jump to our next segment, the drill of the day. Now, this is one of the drills that I find to be extremely important. Now, this drill is known as a miking drill. As we take a look at the drill of the day, Right, right here, we have to watch the reason for this drill. During tournament season, right here in Las Vegas, a lot of tournaments come to a close. I got to spend hours and hours watching tournaments and watching games due to the fact that I was coaching, and my girls actually took first place in the sixth grade division for the uh, for the jam on it grand finale. But I digress. What I saw a lot of during that time was missed layups. Now, we, you have to understand the layup and the free throw are the two key shots that can change the game. The importance of the mic and drill is so you can catch the ball right out the net, take one step, lay it up on each side. You want to take a step with the opposite foot 
for the hand that you're laying up on. That will propel your body upward and get those shots in. The best time to practice this drill is after your workout. Because you want to make sure if you can make a layup tired, that's what counts in the fourth quarter. Remember, the most of your workout is just practicing getting comfortable for what's going to take place in the fourth quarter. This drill is a great drill to do either with a weighted ball or, as you see here, that I'm doing it with a regular ball. Now, I want you to stop, take some time out, reverse it, turn around, face the other basket, do that again. But if you work on your layups, I guarantee your layups will work for you. Your layups are like your teeth. You take care of them, they will take care of you. All right? And, that, and this has been ball court. I've had an absolute great time being here with y'all today. I'm telling you, each time I see y'all, each time we hang out, each time we talk, it's getting better for me. I, I, I'm enjoying you. I hope you're enjoying being with me because I'm enjoying being with you. I want y'all to go ahead and check us out at CWN Sports. Also, you can also find me right at the Ball Court. If you've seen the Ball Court Facebook page, go ahead and follow me there. As well, you can follow us at Ball Court World on Instagram as well. Stay tuned for the next show and the next episode. I'm going to have a special guest. I'm going to have a guest actually come in, a special guest. I'm telling you, it's going to be something great. I'm not going to give you any more. But thank you. This has been Ball Court, World of Basketball, and I am Coach Drew. It's been my absolute pleasure.